Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Explosion Podcast. Today is motherfucking pre-Friday. You know the vibes. I'm not even going to say the T word. You know what I'm saying? It's pre-Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pre-Friday. I almost slipped. Friday and Saturday. Uh, I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. It feels like it is flying by. You know what I'm saying? It's flying by, baby. And that's all we need to know. Uh, <clears throat> I know you guys are wondering, like, what are we talking about today, Jordan? Because, you know, there's... You know, so much gaming news out there. What are we talking about today, Jordan? And and to that answer, I or to that question, not an answer. Uh, I give you two things we're talking about, uh, and I apologize because it is very light on news. So we are going to be talking about, like I said in the previous episode and the episode before it, we are going to dive into some more reviews. Reviews. So, um, I'm not giving a score to Moon Knight, but I did want to talk about episode five. Uh, not going to spoil it, so don't worry about that either. I'm going to try my best to talk about it without spoiling anything. Uh, very little context on what I mean by that. But I do think I need to talk about Hot Wheels Unleashed because I said I was going to talk about it last episode and I didn't. So, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, you might hear a bunch of sounds, text messages, and my computer making a bunch of noises. Because uh, I'm updating it. I decided to update it right now. Uh, I don't know why. I uh, hope everybody's having a fantastic week. I got a really good work in yesterday, and my bones hurt. My body is sore. My muscles are repairing themselves for the next day. I go in that glorious house of gains. My body's going to be ready to bend them metal bars in half, I tell you what. And I will say that this episode might be a little shorter because... There's only so much I could say about Moon Knight without spoiling it. And I know you guys haven't watched it yet. And then, of course, I have to talk about how it was unleashed again. So, not sure how long that will take. But due to time constraints again and again and again, I think uh, today will be a shorter episode possibly. Uh, but for now, let's just enjoy the time we do have together, you know. I'm sure you'll see by the timestamp of this episode how long this was. But uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of times I say that. And, you know, fucking, it never, it, it ends up being like a 30 minute episode because I'm a fool. Hold on one second. Let me take a sip of a Waller. I had to taste it, take it nice and slow because I just choked all over my water just now. Um, yeah. So what have I been playing? I play a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, seasoned gamer uh, I would say I'm a big fan of you know wide vast worlds and narrative driven concepts of course wild off the wall indie games of course you know the mainstream media the mainstream media like Call of Duty and all this other stuff but I've I've trekked the lands of Tsushima I've uh, went into the subways of Raccoon City. I've done all this stuff, all to say that your boy's back in Call of Duty. Yes, I know. You're like, what the fuck? You haven't talked about Call of Duty in so long. I get it. But there's a little update recently. We got to talk about that a little bit, you know? So Call of Duty Vanguard and Warzone, I believe, got a Godzilla update. I did not play Warzone, so I can't talk about that. But I did play Vanguard, and they have this dope-ass map which I love the concept of. I love when they do wacky stuff like this, and this one actually feels kind of cool. So in the old, what, 60s, 70s, whenever Godzilla was introduced, 
back in the day, it was just a guy in a suit on a miniature set of like a small town and they were just breaking buildings and stuff. And this game, they added the, uh, a map dedicated to that. So the, um, I think it's called mayhem. It's basically a small set of a city and you, you're like taller than the buildings and you're running around killing people. And, that whole concept is so cool. I love that. Like it's it's it, it's pretty interesting and very Godzilla themed without having to be too on the nose. So uh, uh, yeah, it's actually kind of fun to run around and play on. There's apparently some new skins out. I, I don't think I saw it on Vanguard, but uh, they had a like a Godzilla skin, and I've I've seen a bunch of. And I don't even know if they're fully true, but I saw a couple concepts of. Uh, what do you call them? Like finishers, assassinations, however you want to call them, for Call of Duty, where it basically makes the player like really small and they stomp on stomp on them like they're Godzilla. Uh, pretty cool. I, I hope that that was true. <laughs> it looked real, so I believe it kind of. And the Godzilla outfit kind of looked real, so I believe it. And they're doing Godzilla theme, so it wouldn't make sense for anybody to make custom stuff right now. So yeah, all in all, it's pretty cool. Uh, other than that, I did not play much else. I spent some time putting together a TikTok only for it to be prevented from sharing because of audio issues. And and to that, I'm like, what? What do you mean? What what does that even mean? Uh, It's just a TikTok of me and Jaden, friend, host of the show, brother, uh, host of the Hi, I'm Jay podcast, of course, available on all streaming platforms or podcast platforms, rather. Uh, We were on Elden Ring dicking around and we had this funny little moment with a invader and I, I uploaded that. Oh, I uploaded that, and it had a song that they provided. And of course, and now of course it didn't go smoothly, right? Of course it didn't just go. Hey, it's shareable now. Everything's everything's working. Um, I mean, why would I do that? You know, of course, of course not. So uh, for some reason, it just said it wasn't shareable or something. So I was like, all right, well, you know. Let me try to re-upload. So I had to re-upload it without the sound, and it might just be because I clicked something. I don't even know. Anyways, TikTok problems aside, I am uploading stuff to my TikTok. It is the X Button Podcast on TikTok, at the X Button Podcast, and there is no spaces, so there's that. If you want to go check out some of the content I've been putting on there, it's been fun. It's been, it's been... It's been uh, it's been fun to edit, to be honest. I, I've had a lot of a lot of enjoyment editing because they're really short and tight clips so they don't have to be like super long or anything. And I, I love that. I love that you don't have to make like a cohesive YouTube video or like a podcast. You can kind of just like shoot out videos. So I've been trying to make more on there. So go check that out if you are interested at all. And uh, that's that. Let's just get right into the show. So let's start with Moon Knight. Which I think was probably the best episode of the whole season. I don't want to say too much on it, but it was episode five, if you uh, didn't know. Um, I guess I can't say a lot about it without spoiling anything, so I'm not going to say a lot about it. We'll just talk about my overall impressions. I am loving the show. I think that this episode is one of the best episodes of the season. I think the development of both Stephen Grant and Mark Spector have been phenomenal. It actually makes you relate to the characters in many different ways. It makes you love the characters in many different ways and what it leads to and what it kind of ends this episode on and begins this episode on. And like the whole entire episode is dedicated to kind of like their relationship and their history and their past. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. And that's all I need to say about it, I guess. I mean, 
I'm reviewing the whole series whenever it gets done next week, so I'll be doing that. Maybe next Friday, probably the Monday after. But overall, I think that this episode, if you if you haven't seen this show, it is pretty linear. There's not a lot of episodes that kind of dive into MCU lore, so you can kind of start from the beginning and just enjoy the show from start to finish. Even if you're not a Marvel fan, you know it's very real. It's very uh, obviously not real, but it's got Egyptian gods and shit in it. But I'm saying it's very grounded in terms of like the character relation. Stephen Grant and Mark Spector are really likable too. I really like them as characters. I think they f- would possibly fit in like an MCU scenario too. Um, I think as of now, there's no confirmation that they're going to be in the MCU at all in any shape, form, or fashion. But it seems like you know Oscar Isaac went ham in the show. Uh, he got to showcase a lot of his acting skills and uh, his range. Like he 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 really gets to tackle his range. He gets angry, sad, upset, scared, like every single emotion he's, he's had to display in this show. And he, he did a great job, man. Uh, what can I say? He's definitely like currently one of my favorite actors. I feel like he's killing it. Uh, I, I think star Wars kind of was the first time I saw him, but I think he kind of, the best way to put it is I don't think he really got a, t- a place to shine in that movie. I obviously think he did a good as an actor in it, but I think as a whole, it wasn't like the Oscar Isaac show. It wasn't something he can kind of like stand out in in a world where there's lightsabers, uh, Ray, and fucking terrible plot lines and writing uh, in terms of those later trilogy. Um, but, you know, seeing this, seeing Dune, he is fucking killing it. So, yeah, uh, good job, Oscar Isaac. I mean, that's like, you know, one of my favorite shows, isn't it? Uh, Dune is amazing. I absolutely love him in Dune. And I mean, Moon Knight is definitely solidifying his spot in like the top actors. Uh, I hope he does get more, you know, bigger roles from this. And I hope he kind of gets more Moon Knight opportunities uh, from this. I hope Moon Knight does come to the MCU because that would be fucking sick. Uh, it would be interesting to kind of see them kind of switch personalities in the MCU and other characters kind of reacting and dealing with that. But I also think like, anything's possible you know uh, it should be all do- doable we've had so many weird characters in the mcu it is what it is but now that we're done with that let's get back into the video game world let's talk about hot wheels unleashed the hot you know the hottest game on the on the earth at one point not really uh the biggest racing game in the in the world over the past year not really um the most anticipated game of the past year not really um <clears throat> so to start off Hot Wheels Unleashed was kind of off the radar for a while until I saw a couple trailers and I heard a couple reviews, mainly reviews talking about how this game was so authentic to Hot Wheels and how it, even if you put it in the photo mode, you can see the the Mattel copyright on the bottom of the cars and like they are one for one, the cars you had in real life. And I think that's most of what is driving you to buy this game. No pun intended. Yeah, it's Thursday. Oops, I said the T word. Oops, I meant Thursday. Oops, I meant pre-pre-Friday. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. I, I think it's cool that like they actually captured that feel of the old cars. Like, it, So part of having a, you know, Hot Wheels as a kid, I guess, that's a good place to start is you had a collection of cars. That was like your thing. Um, my brother had it. I had a collection of cars at one point, a very small collection. I, I lent, uh, leaned more towards action figures and stuff like that. But for the most part, 
Hot Wheels themselves were like, they were everywhere. Every kid had them. You know, every kid had at least one or a couple. Um, some people had a bunch. And if you had a bunch, you would have a collection. Uh, some people had like the little plastic case. I think they had one that was like in the shape of a parking garage or a car wash. Uh, basically a box to hold our Hot Wheels. They had limited edition Hot Wheels. They had different types of Hot Wheels. They had uh, real life cars. They had these imaginative skull bone shaker cars. Uh, I mean, they had the ones from the movie uh, where it says like Wave Surfer on the side or something like that. Uh, I think it's called like Hot Wheels World something. World Tour? World something. Uh, but yeah, it basically it has a long legacy. So to see all these elements put into one game and kind of showing off like the history of Hot Wheels is charming. I think that's one. I think it's the biggest draw here. Like I said, I think that's what you're kind of coming for. Because you go, uh, if you're familiar with these cars, you're gonna go, oh crap, this is, you know, this is the car I had as a kid. It's gonna be my car. This is this is uh, these are all the collection I had as a kid. You know, they're all kind of represented here in some form or fashion. Uh, so that's the good side, and that that's mainly what you play this game for. Now let's get to a little bit of the bad side, which would be that. The car modification slash car upgrade system is kind of weak. Um, basically, any car can get upgraded twice, which is fine. I mean, you don't need to do a ton, but two upgrades is fine. I get it. But the issue is you don't really get to choose where those points go. These cars are capped with locked stats. So if they have like two bars in speed, uh, two bars in acceleration, two bars in turning, uh, and I level it up once, it'll probably add like one to speed, one to turning, and then you level it up again, it'll be a one to speed and one to turning again. Like it, it's very, it's basically like upping what the, the primary stats are. You can't like max out any of the cars or anything. So, uh, it's kind of a weird system and I, I get like not maxing them out, but once you find a car that you can max out, it kind of makes all the other cars irrelevant. If you're trying to beat other cars and like, you know, get first place a lot, you're going to want to get the one that is fast. I mean, there are some levels that have better, or I guess like a lot of turns that might benefit from a car with better turning. But overall, if once you get the turning down and you know how long to hold the brake around corners and uh, once you get like the, the, the boost at the beginning and managing the boost throughout the race, it becomes a thing where like you don't even really need any other type of car. I got the Coinseg car, which is a real brand, and... I've been sticking with that for the past like 30 races and I feel like I have no desire nor need nor want nor benefit to try any of the other cars. So, um, yeah, it's, it's made it to where I, overall, I feel like the game is lacking. I feel like it, it could use a lot more there. Um, and that's just the car department. Like I said, it sucks too. Cause like, for instance, I got the coin seg I got it maxed out, whatever. I got the car from uh, one of the Hot Wheels movies when my little brother was a kid. I watched him. I watched it with him, and it was a. Uh, it was basically like a bunch of iconic cars from that movie, and they they sold them in stores, and you would see them in stores and stuff. Uh, he owned, I think, all of them, and that car's in the game. And I was like, "Oh, let me try it." And when you level it up twice, it doesn't hit max speed and max uh, whatever acceleration, whatever the top. I think it's top speed, whatever. Uh, it doesn't hit the max, so it does feel like you're driving a slower car than the coin seg. And it's unfortunate, but, I mean, how else are you going to kind of manage some type of pro and con system for these cars and, and, and instead of making them just like blank slates uh, with color swaps and, and shape swaps? Um, so mechanically, I get that. However, I think 
once you get a really fast car, you're pretty much done, um, which is, again, unfortunate. Uh, unless somebody has found a lot of success with a car that is maybe better at turning than acceleration and top speed, maybe that is a good deal. Maybe that is the way to play. I'm not sure, but from my experience so far, I've gotten uh, gold, all the objectives on the, the races I've done so far, maybe outside of two um and yeah, I feel like I'm not missing out on anything. I feel like it, it definitely is locked. It's just right where it needs to be. Uh, the, this game does have a track editor where it is basically, they have these templates in a way, which would be like, for example, your basement. And you can customize your basement. Let's go ahead and start there. Your basement is kind of what you're working towards in this game. You, As you progress through the game, you can get more trophies. You can get more... Um, more trinkets and more doodads and more picture frames and all this to kind of put up in your basement. You can customize it very thoroughly. Like you can customize the ground of the basement, the the ceiling. You can you can change the colors of everything. You can change the materials of items. So you can make your fridge wooden and all this shit. Like you can do everything in your basement. Uh, and on the surface level, you go, you go, okay, well, this is a cool little thing, I guess, to just have. You have your basement. The benefit of this is it's basically a, I guess, a uh, light customization for a level in a way because the way the track editor works is you basically lay the track like real life. Like let's say you have your living room and I want to start my track on my desk and, and make it go down and land on the ground and loop through my table and then go into my living room. Like that kind of stuff is what you kind of do in real life. And that's kind of what this track editor does. So in that sense, it's pretty cool. Um it uses the basement as a template and you can kind of set up your track anywhere in the basement, go super high up, super low down, make it do a bunch of spins. Uh, it has a couple iconic little track things like a dinosaur head that closes its bite, like right before a car gets to it sometimes. And they have a bunch of uh, other little elements you can kind of use, which make it pretty fun. But I will say the editor itself is kind of annoying to use. Um, it seems like the controls aren't really that smooth. And I know that's a tough thing to, to grasp because it's like you are editing, removing, and placing, you know, track in a 3D space. And you have to modify it by turning it and tilting it and curving it and straightening it out. And all this done on a controller. So it, I can I can get it's more it gets kind of like crampy in terms of like actually trying to maneuver what you're doing and you get, you can get lost easily. Like it took me a second to figure out how to delete, uh, delete and then figure out how to curve a road. And then I was like, I want to start over and it just gets a little muddled. But the, the fact that that's there is cool. Um, but I think the overall idea of these races aren't really that advanced. Uh, it does one cool thing where if you like slow down on a loop and it's not magnetized, you will fall. So like it, there is like a gravity system in the game if you hit a curve too far or if like the the track goes down really fast as you're going top speed, you'll fly off the track unless it's magnetized. Like there are things that will keep you on the track if, if it's put there. But if it's not, the track can be very dangerous and you can actually like fall off the map or uh, something like that. And it can mess up your run, which can be annoying, but it's kind of like the whole Hot Wheel thing. Uh, I mean, if you know the Hot Wheel tracks themselves, you literally just like make them fly off shelves and stuff. And that's part of the fun. Um, but the issue there in a game form makes it to where most of the tracks are very samey 
It doesn't really feel like the variety is there. It just feels like you're kind of like driving through, figuring out where the new turns are, and that's really it. Other than that, it's... I ran into one with the poison gimmick, and it was very annoying. Uh, obviously, the one... I think it was the same one, but it had the T-Rex the head that is just on a random timer, so... And depending on how fast you are, and sometimes it will penalize you for being fast in the sense where if you are in first, you might just hit that wrong timing of, of running right into the, the dinosaur skull when it closes. So um, it's unfortunate. Like, I, I don't like that. I don't like that aspect at all. But I think that it it nails the feel of Hot Wheels. I think that's why it's so praised. It's like it, it nails that feeling of Hot Wheels. Cars are supposed to, meant to f- mean to fly off tracks and crash into dinosaur heads and um, you know, it, that, that's part of it. I will say though that in game format, it does kind of hinder the fun aspect and, and the longevity you kind of want to spin on the game due to it being just kind of like more of the same as uh, after a while, it does get very repetitive. Um, which is unfortunate, but at the same time, I mean, there are a couple things they're adding, but once you unlock like the five template levels of like the basement, uh, garage, whatever, the college campus or the skate park. Um, once you unlock these things, it's, you know, it's done. So like, I mean, all the maps you're going to be playing from there on are going to be based on those maps. So you're not going to see many other sceneries. Even if you did, you're going so fast on these tracks, you wouldn't probably see it. And the, that all makes the gameplay kind of revolve around how the actual racing is. And like I said, it's fun. The drifting's fun. I like turning. I like uh, the nitro system in a way. But I think all these other elements are kind of coming in and hindering and slowing down and making that aspect less fun, which is the entire game. I mean, that's all you're really doing in this game. So that being said, uh, what else is there? They have a multiplayer component. I did not play much of that. I made it pretty far in the campaign. They have a track editor. You can actually edit the libraries of your car, and that is done just by an option in the menu. You can actually uh, go to the community and download user-created ones, but for the most part, since there's not like a dedicated image editor or a a, uh, custom image editor, it's basically just color swaps. So if you wanted a different color, you can either apply it yourself or go look for some dude on the online who applied it themselves. So that's kind of, you know, pointless in a way as well. Uh, so what are you left with? You're left with a game that is kind of repetitive and a lot of, a lot of the features don't really work that well and don't really add to the experience. It seems like if you're going to be, if you're a Hot Wheels fan, you're going to love this game. Um, if you know all the cars, you're going to love it. Um, if you just like arcadey racing games, maybe from like the early 2000s, you'll love this game. This is exactly what this feels like. Um, and I think that might be more why it, 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 w- it was cheaper when it came out. I think it was like 40 uh, at launch. So it makes sense. It's not a fully priced game. So you, you can't really fully knock it for the amount you're kind of paying for. But at the same time, I got it on sale and that's why I got it. So I, my closing statement for this game and my score for the X Button podcast, I think this is a wait for sale. If you catch it on a sale, pick it up. It's a nice little arcade racer. If you like games like Burnout or something like that, it is pretty fun and gives you that feel of like those old racers. But if you are looking for like a solid experience um, or like a solid racer, I'd recommend maybe Forza um, or even Gran Turismo. 
I know those are more realistic options, but there are ways to have fun and be arcadey in those games. More so uh, Forza than uh, obviously Gran Turismo, but um, you know they're different worlds, and they kind of are. I don't know. They're they're just overall. You, there's more variety there, I think, and you'll enjoy those more. But I think overall, this game sits at a seven out of ten for sure for the X Button Podcast. So like. That is a score, 7 out of 10. I feel like that is right where it sits. I think it's like the perfect 7 game where it's not like a low 7. It's not a high 7 by any means, but it's definitely like right in the middle. Like I'm mostly indifferent about the negatives about this game and, I mean, most of the positives about the game. I'm, I'm kind of like whatever. I just feel like they slacked in a lot of areas and could have maybe added more in other areas, but... Uh, they did add some expansions, so maybe that does add something. One is a Monster Truck expansion. One is a Batman expansion. So I can't knock it fully, but those are paid things. So if you wanted to pay for those, it's there. Uh, you can have fun. But, yeah, this has been the X Button Podcast for pre-Friday. I hope you guys had a fantastic time with me tonight, today, tomorrow. Um, we'll be back on Friday with more video game content, of course. You already know the vibes. Stick to your goals. Um what else? Play some games. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you then.